Yes, hi, hey, hello, g'day and welcome to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. On this week's show, we discuss just how good it is to finally be back home as we dispatch Sydney 2-0. We also discuss our upcoming game against the Western Sydney Wanderers and of course, we answer your questions. I'm Pete and I'm joined by Luke and Josh. Hey lads, hey, hey lads. Yo. Winning pod, baby. Love a winning pod after an easy three points. Someone just say winning pod, baby! Oh, I nearly broke the button. (laughs) I wonder what the other officers think. When they hear you scream that. Yeah, every uh, every couple of weeks. Every couple of weeks. They must be like, who are these morons in this room? <laughs> they should just be getting around the Coast Football Ramble podcast. That's right. Yeah. Um, how are we doing? Good. Feeling good. Feeling good. Good like couple of days. Should. Good yeah. couple of days. Love mm. to come do a pod when we win. And we didn't not pod last week because we lost. No. <laughs> we, should, we should make that clear. That um, we didn't pod just because we couldn't all get together. So mm, yep. um, there's 300 episodes of us doing losing podcasts. If you want to go back and <laughs> if you missed us that much, we have so. we've had plenty of practice. Yep. Go back and listen. Yeah, there's plenty there. <laughs> Let's dive right into it with Fred's question. Fred this week asks: Were we that good, or is Sydney just that bad? That would trash. Next question. <laughs> That's the only question he's asked. <laughs> oh, you need two this week. Little, little bit of both, I would say. We Sydney were, were terrible though. They were so were bad. We were, we were really good the first 30 minutes and then we sort of sat on our laurels a little bit and said, come and break us down. And Sydney said, no, nah, we can't do that. And we're just going to cruise our way to a pretty comfy win in the end. Yeah, they were honking and they have been honking for the opening four rounds. Mm-hmm. Um, got a... Got a Scrappy win against MacArthur in the FFA Cup midweek. Took them 120 minutes to do it. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, they, they were just really bad. And yeah, like you said, Josh, first half an hour we were great. And then I think really good match management from Monty and from the boys. Um, and, you know, I think probably probably a part of the game plan was we could see that they didn't have much of a threat. So I, I'm not really – I'm not normally uh, a big fan of sort of sitting so – you know, sort of sitting so deep and um, inviting that sort of pressure, but they never even looked likely. No, aside from, you know, a few hanging floated crosses that just went out at the back post or or something like that. There was nothing that they really created that posed any sort of threat. There was no, like, really good good Sydney football that you would expect, like we've seen the last sort of three seasons. Mm. There was none of that. LaFondre hit the post. In the first half, Um, yep. Birgitte made a decent save, which I think it might have maybe get a miss sneak in the corner. I don't know. Also off Lafondre in the first half, and that was that was really it. I think Sydney Mosel just have walked on with bloody walking walking canes. And <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, this yeah. is something that keeps popping up and on the socials, and especially you know you see a lot of Sydney fans at the moment that are very very salty. Uh, How good is it? Oh, it's hook great. it, yeah, hook it to my it. veins. I've got the world's smallest violin here. You've been the most successful team for the past what four, five years, and you're finally having a bad spell. And three, everyone, was it, all the fans have turned on them. Three grand finals in a row, two championships. They don't win in four games, and then all of a sudden the world's about to the end. The sky Please. is falling. <laughs> no sympathy at all. But I mean, Corica has essentially kept the same squad, the same shape, the same system. You know, the squad that he inherited from Arnie yep. those years ago, yep. and hasn't changed really anything and uh, I think it's finally starting to starting the show yeah I, th- I think the frustration isn't from the fact that they've run, that they've lost or that sorry that they haven't won in four games and they've had a rough start to this season I think the frustration probably comes from the fact that everyone can see it coming except for Corica yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all those in charge at Sydney it seemed to be pretty obvious that at some point like what happened with you know the raw back in the day, mm. you know, at some point the the good times do come to an end and it was pretty obvious that it was coming that way mm. and they didn't do anything about it. Football is cyclical, isn't it? Yeah. You know, a team might have three or four years at the top and then they might go back into mid-table and hopefully for us now, the last, you know, last season and now this season, we're, we're on our way up and, mm. yeah, Sydney are just it's, – it's, it's been coming for a little bit, hasn't it, because their squad is – very old. Well, I think it's very a- it's aging. The average starting age on the weekend was thirty, and it was only really brought down by the fact that you know they had Vandersarg yep. out King. there, King. they had King mm. out there. You know, you look at Wilco's what 35, Four, 35 four, something yeah. like that. 
Ninkovic, Bobo, like Lafondra. Lafondra. He's 34 as well, I think. Like, I saw the combined age of, was it Ninkovic, Bobo, and Lafondra was like 105 or 107. Yeah. yeah that's 35, right. 35, 37. Dad's army, anyone? Holy <laughs> shit. Like, Whereas I think our average uh, average squad age that day or average starting um, age was 24. 24, yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay. There you go. <laughs> I, I, I believe King is still chasing Miller <laughs> because he got absolutely smoked for that second goal. And credit, credit to Lewis. I think he, he that was probably maybe his best game before he went off in the second half. Yep, so well, far. yeah, let's dive in yep. and actually uh, dissect the key moments of that game. Of course, it did finish 2-0 in favour of the good guys. Uh, the um, I mean, the first first 15 or so minutes uh, was just all yellow and navy. I'm still trying to recover from that first 20, 25 minutes. Mm. I've never seen us play so aggressive, so intently with with such a high press. Mm. Just It was just like all out warfare on that, the Sydney midfield that press, and their back that, four. That press was very sexy. It, it was they crazy. had no time on the ball whatsoever. No, nothing. I've, I've never seen us play like that. I, I think that's probably the, the, the most impressive opening 20 or 25 minutes um, I've seen from us maybe ever. Like in a game, just just sort of, you know, given the situation, given who we're playing against, you know, our record against them at home recently, um, you know, the, the management from Monty and the coaching staff to say, all right, this first like half an hour, we're going to go out all guns blazing. They had to play 120 minutes during the week. Mm. They're all... 95 years old, <laughs> run at them with your youth and, you know, try and take out chances, which we haven't really been doing in the last sort of couple of weeks, mm. and it worked. It was finally, finally clinical enough yeah. uh, to make it count. Of course, it was Marco Urrenia scoring his second goal of the season in the 13th minute after uh, Boz, uh, fantastic sliding challenge in the middle of the park, releasing Moresh, getting forward straight away, uh, who slipped through for Urrenia. I thought he might have Send him a bit too wide, uh, but uh, gee, it's good in the ball. World Cup, mate. He can do anything. <laughs> what a ball and what a finish in the end. And I was saying just before the show as well how it's been, it feels like it's been ages since we've seen that sort of urgency in transition when we do pick up the ball in the middle of the park. Yeah. How good's Boz? Every, everything about that goal was perfect. Boz's yeah. tackle, Maresh's through ball was absolutely pinpoint, straight onto Marco's run. One touch finish, bang, one yeah. nil. And look, I've, I've, I don't know if I've really sort of mentioned it on here that much, but I've been a little bit indifferent to Bazanic at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. I think he's been good. Um, nothing to do with the own goal against MacArthur because there was nothing that he sort of really could have done about it. Um, but I just think some of his decision making in sort of the final third when he's been up there hasn't been ideal. Please stop shooting from outside the box. Um, <laughs> free kicks have been good. You know, he's been good, but. On the weekend, it was really, really good. And that sort of intent, I think that's that's what we need a bit more of. And that's what we got out of Gianni, I mm, think. Mm. And that's, that's you know, Harry Steele, I, he, I don't think he, he, he ha, he's not as aggressive as a Gianni. Mm. I think he's more like a Bazanic. Mm. So now maybe now we need to see a bit more of that aggression from Bazanic, a bit more consistently. And I think that's what we got and that led straight to that goal. I thought Boz had scored very early on with that chance that he had that he just put wide of the post about five. What did I just in. say? Stop shooting from outside the box, <laughs> please. But it was a great chance, and I was I was half up because I thought he was thought that was going in. But uh, yeah, I concur on Boz. He, I don't think he had the greatest start to the season, but he was very good on Sunday. Moresh mm. mm. coming good. Moresh, what do we think? Coming le- good levels above what he was in the first couple of games, and yeah. he's only going to keep getting better. Yeah. I, I, I thought the ball he put through was actually perfect, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I think because I was just expecting it to – I was expecting him to try and split the centre-backs. Yeah, Instead, yeah, yeah. He, he sort of went a bit wider and I was like, oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, very interesting. Yeah. Oh, Golazo. It, it was good. It was – well, yeah, you were the one that had to yell it. So um, <laughs> you should do that on the – Golazo. Golazo. Go, go, go. <laughs> Marco. Urania. Just, yeah. yeah, we need to do like a call and response for do, Marco. Do the Higuain thing. Yeah. Um, yep. Perfect. Yeah. Great ball from Moresh. Even better finish from Marco. Mm. And I think the funniest part for some reason for me is on the commentary, Simon Hill, after Moresh scored the second goal, which I still want to give him that goal, but, yep. you know, yep. we'll get there. Um, the Latino combination up front for the Mariners is 
is a sentence I did not think I would hear, <laughs> I hear maybe ever. <laughs> <laughs> and how, how good is it though? The oh. Latino combination up front for the Mariners is I starting to come good. It's really starting to click. Yeah. And, and I, I'm and so I think, excited. And I think, so we know Marco's English is pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good, yeah. Moresh, maybe not not much. Not great. But they speak Portuguese in Brazil. Mm. And I don't know what they speak in Costa Rica. Is it Portuguese or Spanish? I thought it was Spanish. But, Spanish. They're, but they're pretty close. So I think mm. the communication mm. there mm. helps as well because mm. you do see quite a bit Marco and Moresh speaking. And it looks like it's not in English. They've got a bit of a bromance going on they for do. sure. They and do. I'm so, loving it. So I think that combination is starting to come along pretty well. And, you know, we don't know what's going to happen with Matty Simon. And, you know, we have been missing him. But if we see more performances like we did on the weekend from those two, then, you know, we should be okay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Moving on to, well, we've barely taken our seats again. It's like two minutes, wasn't it? Yeah, uh, three, two, three minutes. And uh, it was Matthias Moresh, who I'm still adamant he got the final touch on that one. It's his goal. I don't care what you say. Um, I mean, you know, about time Casera scored for us as well. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what an assist from Lewis Miller. Just absolutely powering forward, so giving uh, King the big fuck off and uh, <laughs> yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah I, Alex King dude bro R.I.P. are you okay mate have, you okay? has he considered retirement that man had a family damn it because that oh, that was embarrassing that was very bad and I I think that sums up a little bit what the modern game is for your wingbacks pace and power mm, that mm. is not Alex King <laughs> right, it is, is it, Lewis Miller. It is Lewis Miller. It's a hundred percent Lewis Miller, and that that fifty-one minutes or whatever that we got from Lewis before he went off injured, that's exactly what I want from him, <laughs> and that's what he can do. Right, yeah. he's all pace, all power. My criticisms of him in the past have been, you know, sometimes on the ball he's a little bit lazy, can be switches a, off maybe a little bit too casual with the ball, mm-hmm. um, but we saw on the weekend exactly what he can do with the ball and I think he was smart when he needed to be mm-hmm. and it's you know it's it's kind of obvious what he's about to do to you but like we saw with Alex King there was nothing he could do about it yeah <laughs> joking joke I said Alex again <laughs> damn it I said that on the Are weekend you joking too. me <laughs> god I'm getting confused with the ref oh no <laughs> not good not good um, but uh, yeah the ref might have been a better left back who knows <laughs> true it's good true. for you he, uh, Alex, what, Alex? Joel King, <laughs> holy shit. Joel King, Joel. Joel See, had I, a I nearly did it. I stopped myself. I was like, that's not his name, is it? And I, I actually like, had to think about it the King. first time too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He had a mare and yeah, Lewis absolutely smashed him. Um, I still, it's still, I still haven't seen a replay that convinces me that, that it's an it came off yeah. Caceres. Yeah. <laughs> There was no. We need that front-on view, I guess. There was no slow-mo. There was no slow-mo. There was no zoomed in. They just apparently went straight to credit. If Maresh got a touch on it, it's his goal because it's gone in. Yeah, (laughs) I didn't get it. (laughs) Cheers, Jeff. I'm just. I didn't get it. Yeah, Mm. I didn't get it. But like you said on Instagram, it's a half goal. So at the end of the season, he'll have. Eight and a half goals, maybe. He's off the nerdy run. He is. Officially. Off the nerdy run, which is all it counts. Well, not officially, but it it depends how... In we, our hearts, it's his goal. Yeah, it depends how the rest of the boys see that. Yeah, is he off the run anyway because he scored in the FA Cup? Oh, yeah, that's true. True. Mm. Yeah. Mm. But, yeah. I was just thinking league, but yeah, close enough. He's, <laughs> yeah, he's off it. But again, that, that, that goal came because of two points. We, we actually... That goal came from us playing out from the back, uh-huh. which, once again, a sentence I didn't think I would say <laughs> anytime soon. But it was a goal kick. Beerus, I think he passed it to Kai or to Hall, went out to Jacob. Jacob went up the line to Maresh. Maresh nodded it down for Goddard. There was a bit of a 50-50 with Goddard and I thought he got clattered. Vandersarg got a foot in and then he clattered Farrell. Mm. But he got there first and poked it through to Maresh. And then he switched it out to Lewis and then we know what happened next. So that that goal came from actually from playing out from the back. Unbelievable. <laughs> Unbelievable, Jeff. What is happening? <laughs> what oh a God. time to but be then, alive. You know, it was it was it was sort of a bit of a 50-50 there in the midfield, but again it was our aggression, our intent, our press to make sure that we didn't lose the ball. And then we won it back and then Lewis Miller would just all the space 
all the way to bloody the entrance to mm. get that cross in um, after you beat Alex. Lewis, Joel, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Move on. It's going to be a running gag. <laughs> Move on. I can't get it. I can't get we it. We right. do have to mention two names we haven't mentioned yet. Goddard. Also, with the uh, was the Miller on Joel King, he just ruined a couple of careers with mm. some of his turns and his close control. Nizzy was his uh, usual self, very very good. This was fantastic. Nicked the ball off Ninkovic about three or four times, and he had no answer. And there yeah, was there was very good two moments in that first half that completely summed it up. And that's this is what uh, McBrain said on the commentary as well. But um, Nisbet, when he nicked the ball off Ninkovic, normally. 90% of the time you would give probably someone like a Nikovic like half a yard because he's very smart, mm. still still quick even for his age. Um, and if you know if you if you dive in, you're most likely that he's either going to beat you or get the pass off. But Nisbet nipping away at his heels, got the ball, made it look so easy. Um, and then the other one was when Marco um, sort of scuffed his touch a little bit, um, Joel King. <laughs> Round of applause, please. Um, Joel King got the ball off him and then Marco chased him down to halfway, got a foot in, and then Joel uh, fouled Lewis Miller and mm. then we got the ball back. So mm. those two moments really sort of summed it up. It was like it was all about the intent, all about the pressure, not willing to give them any time on the ball. Mm. And, yeah, it was that, that first sort of half an hour was – I didn't know what I was watching. Please, sir, can I have some more? Yes. Uh, first half, uh, half an hour. Absolutely. Sorry, triple substitution at halftime from uh, from Sydney. Uh, Corica deciding to hook Ninkovic, Babo, and uh, Max Burgess as well. I, I didn't hear that because the ground announcer was very was very low when, <laughs> when he announced those substitutions. Was he? Yeah. Uh, I'll tell him to. Uh, I'll tell him. To no, 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 no. Keep it the same. Keep it the same. We, we don't care about the opposition. We don't care when they make subs. Yeah, Corica, not not happy, Jen. Put and the kids on. I don't think anyone would have been. The mm-hmm. the the ice packs were getting to work out. That's for sure. I mean, there was <laughs> yeah. ice physio working overtime. Uh, yeah, I think they actually hired two new physios during the week. Just um, yeah, well, actually in preseason, just to deal with all the injuries. Yeah, yeah. the camera cut to um, Milos, who was on his phone, probably booking flights home. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> actually, I did see something that A League memes posted. It was uh, a message from Ante Milicic from 2019 saying, "Milos, Milos, you there? You there?" <laughs> <laughs> it was Milos writing back saying, "Hey." <laughs> I like it. I Very like good. It. Good areas. I, I didn't think I would say this, but I will say Cam Sober came on and played pretty decent. He looked their most attacking threat, which yeah. maybe sums up how well they're playing at the moment, but I think he was he was okay when he totally came Totally sums up everything about Sydney at the moment when you're saying Cam Sober was probably their best player. Well, I think he, he's – Has he gotten he, better? He's, he's, he 100% has. Since he's got to Sydney, right? I'm not saying he's any. I'm not saying he's great, but <laughs> he's improved compared to what we saw at the victory. Yeah, and I, I mean he's still Elvis Cam Sober though. So. Yeah, I mean he runs fast, but there was no. End <laughs> that's <product>. about it. <laughs> he's the he's the peak Australian footballer right he's now. So, yeah. the attacking threat, but then there's no no real end product at the end of yeah, it. Yeah, and to be honest, I think it would have been a little bit different if Lewis hadn't have got that knock and had to go off because Lewis went off in the 51st minute. Yeah, and then we brought on Storm and. Storm was okay, but I think Lewis versus Elvis might have been a little bit different to right. Storm versus Elvis. Right. I think Lewis would have probably tried to get a bit sort of uh, physical with him, um, you know, sort of the old let him know you're there early, like he did to Joel King at the very start of the game. But, yeah, I think when Elvis came on, they they, they looked a little bit more intent, but there was still no – even in, even for almost the entirety of the second half, mm. there was no real – good bits of play we we just didn't let him in we sat back which i'm not normally a fan of like i said before but they they just had no end product and there was times there where it looked like we had you know nisbet and Cy goddard playing at left and right back and we had almost six or seven people like across the back line um and i think it was just very smart game management from bonte and all the staff to, to to know that we were comfortable enough to do that the word that i've seen thrown about and that i keep coming back to is is professional um mm. just a very professional very sort of workmanlike performance in the second half yeah just as you say content to you know let them play but not let them play through the lines not uh clo- closing down the the passing lanes and and not giving them any opportunity yeah and and smart i think as well considering you know we've also had ffa cup games we've also had injuries 
Um, we've also got FFA Cup games game next week. So we've got plenty of football coming up. Um, still with some injuries there. And, you know, Corica, I'm not a big fan of him, but he didn't, he, you know, he didn't use it as an excuse, but there was, you know, there's still those few people out there saying, you know, well, they've got lots of injuries. Yeah, well, so do we. Yeah, exactly right. Yeah. yeah. And still missing Matt Simon, Nikolai Mula, Benny Ancololo. Yeah. Um, Ruan. RT was out as well. Yeah. Exactly like, right. So to me, we played a lot of our kids, and I think at the end of the game, we had, what, seven academy kids eight. on? And eight more, yeah, there was eight in total that were involved yeah. in the game, yeah. And they also had a few academy kids on. Mm. And guess what? <laughs> Ours were better. <laughs> That's what it comes down to. Right right now, we have the better academy. Well, and yeah, and we're I mean, producing ten, ten, more ten talent. Of the, ten of the 18 match day squad were academy products as well. Mm. And I guess, you know, a lot of these kids have, have had time in the first team already. They've already had exposure to the first team, whereas Sydney, uh, as we said before, average age of 30 or 31 in yeah. the match day squad, yeah. um, not willing to give the kids a chance. And, and, well, and they know what, what to expect when working with Monty in the academy. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, they, they played the FFA Cup game during the week. I'm pretty sure Wilco played the whole 120 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm yep. pretty sure He looks right. out of it. He was gassed. About 15 minutes yeah. in on the weekend. <laughs> Wait, and... Yes, they were playing an A-League opposition, but, I mean, Corica has to sort out his priorities or have some faith in the kids. Three, two, ones from the weekend. <laughs> I was trying to put this question off because I've been trying to think about it all day and I'm struggling. So, um, three to Marco. Great finish. Thought he was a threat for the whole game. Um, yeah, normal service for him, but I just thought he was good. Liked his energy and his intent for the whole game. So, um, two to Harry Steele. Quickly, Harry Steele in my heart, becoming my <laughs> favourite player. Um, was good. I think the best compliment I can give him right now is that you don't necessarily notice that he's out there that much because he just goes about his business, does everything pretty smart. Um, him and Farrell are almost the same, just yeah, composure. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's probably a good word for it. Smart, relaxed on the ball, um, really enjoying watching him play. And the one is hard because I feel like we need an extra category in here for Nisbet and he just wins it every single week. Um, but the one I'll give to Sire, super impressed with him again. Constantly looked a threat going forward and also in the second half did plenty of work defensively, I thought, and um, was you know tracking back, watching his runners, was good at both ends for me. I, I agree. Three for Marco, two for Niz. And I never would have thought I would give this player a point, but one for Lewis Miller. I thought he was very good in his 50 minutes and he deserved a point. Yeah. That's, it's, it's, it's hard, hard this week. It's, it's, it's hard to go, yeah. We needed a and I missed 11, out on Goddard 10, well. 9, 8, 7, <laughs> yeah. 6. <laughs> Peter Pryor, who are you your 3 two, one My 3 two, one this week, of course, Josh Nisbet gets my three. Harry yeah. Steele, uh, Harry Steele, Luke's heart uh, in two. <laughs> and Matthias Moresh for one point. Oh. Left out as well. Fair. Far out. Fair. When most of your team is worthy of a point, that's when you know we've had a good one. It's yep. tough. So joining us this week on the Coast Football Ramble podcast, we have Mariner's Young Gun, Harry Steele. Harry, how you doing, brother? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks, guys. Um, in real high spirits after the weekend, as you know, we had a good win over Sydney. So, yeah, and uh, it's been been a good few days the last few days. But yeah, and no, I'm doing really well. Thanks, guys. Loving it, mate. Loving it. We'll kick things off with a couple of really quick fire questions, as we always do here. Firstly, do you keep your sauce in the fridge or in the cupboard? In the cupboard. In yeah, the cupboard. Good man. Good cupboard. man. He knows where it's at. I yeah. knew I liked you. 100%. I knew I liked you. <laughs> Secondly, who is better? Is it Lionel Messi or Matt Simon? Oh, I think it's a pretty easy question, guys. Like, really, it's Matt Simon <laughs> through and through. He's got it. He's absolutely nailed it. He's nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Got it right. <laughs> as well as all of... The other boys has also got it exactly right as well. Yeah, there was only one player, I think, who said it was messy and he's not here anymore, so. (laughs) (laughs) Well done, well done. So uh, you've been getting plenty of minutes uh, at the start of the season, Uh, two sub appearances and now two starts as well after the weekend. Um, How's it been making this step up into the A-League and were you expecting to have this much game time so early in the season? Yeah, no, it's been really exciting for me. Like, I wasn't, 
to be fair, I wasn't really expecting it like at the start of preseason, but I've just worked really hard and like having Monty as the coach has really helped as well because he knows like the capability of us young kids. So yeah, no, it's been it's been a really big step up, but no, I've really enjoyed it and I think I've um kind of stuck it to those big players, which is yeah, why Monty can believe in us young kids and I think we're doing a pretty good job. So what's it been like playing alongside Boz in that sort of holding midfield role? I'm sure it's been sort of a great learning experience, learning from Boz with all of his experience. Yeah, as you said, it's a really good learning experience. Like taking my uh, debut beside him, just been, yeah, really good because he's, as, as you know, he's a really good leader. So he just kind of instructs me on what to do and what I can do better. And during training, he's telling me like, what I can improve on and my positioning and just everything. So, nah, yeah, he's a really good leader on and off the field. So, yeah, he's been really, really helpful. Of course, mate, you are just one of many academy players who have come through the ranks over the last uh, couple of years and are really making their mark on the side this season. Players like Hawley and Faz, uh, yourself and Maxi Ballard as well. How good is it to come into the first team with, uh, with a few of those boys that you've uh, played through the academy with? Yeah, it's made coming into the first team a lot, lot easier to be honest. Like, just um, having close mates like them just makes it really everyone fit in well. And yeah, and no, I've been been at the academy since under eleven, so I've known Jacob Farrell for a very long time. So having him by my side's been really good as well. So, but yeah, even though all the senior boys are really um. Like they're welcoming and they're really good. So it's just a really good culture. It's a really good bunch of boys. So, no, nah, it's been really good. I've really enjoyed it. Any uh, any hot tips on who else we can watch out for coming through the academy ranks this season? I think there's a fair few younger boys coming through. There's, the academy team this year is very young, so we don't have many old players. But I think over the next year or so, there'll be yeah, a few few boys coming through. Like not many in particular. I think there'll be a lot of them, especially with Monty as head coach. He really likes uh, looking at the young boys and giving them a good opportunity. So, yeah, I think there'll be um, a fair few come through, and you'll probably see a few over the next year or so. Yeah. So you mentioned that you've known uh, Faz for a while. There has he has he always had long hair? <laughs> Faz has always had the long hair. I actually had the long hair for a long time as well. So. <laughs> I think I cut it off in about under 16s or under 18s. And, yeah, Faz just kept growing his out. So I don't think he's had a trim for a fairly long time, actually. Have you ever had a chat to him about why he doesn't wear a headband? (laughs) (laughs) What's going on? It's funny that you say that because he was actually about to wear a headband on the weekend for the first (laughs) move. To to be fair with you, we we actually bought razors into training on Saturday because we trained at the stadium before the game. And we were going to shave his head and then he was just like, oh, no, I'll wear a headband, I'll wear a headband. And we never ended up getting around to it. So oh, my God, that's he, amazing. He did have the headband on Sunday, but he just ended up throwing it in the bin. So, Ooh. yeah, I don't, I'm not sure what he's doing. I think I think it'll come come to it where he'll have to shave his head because I think a few of the boys have been getting into him about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I think he needs like a Maybelline or a Pantene sort of sponsorship for that hair. Yeah. Either a yeah. hair sponsorship or a headband sponsorship because I don't get it. No, I don't know. Definitely something. Yeah. Maybe that um the ballscape or whatever it is. Good areas. Good That's so areas. good. That's so good. So uh, you mentioned it then on the weekend. We obviously had a great win uh, against Sydney, uh, and you were also very good again. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game, um, sort of overall? Yeah, no, I thought the game was pretty good. We kind of expected to, um, we kind of like knew that was gonna, what was going to happen happen. So I think all the boys knew we were due for a win and we're due for a bit of luck. So I think it was just really putting the ball in the back of the net's been our problem the last few weeks and getting it off, getting off to that early two 0 lead kind of um, helped us out. So I think if we can just keep putting the ball in the back of the net, like finishing our chances, I think we'll really go far this year because. Like, we've been playing really good style of football, I think. But, yeah, I think the main key was just to keep their big players, their big guns like Ninkovic and stuff out of the game. And I think we did a really good job with that. So I think that LaFondra only had few good, like, two good chances, but he was pretty quiet as well. So I think, yeah, the boys at the back did really well on him. So, 
Yeah, and no, it was just a good team performance by everyone, and everyone dug deep in the end, and yeah, kept the clean sheet, which made it good as well. Did you uh, did you end up ever finding Ninkovic in your back pocket after the game at all? <laughs> <laughs> I actually went into training today, and Adam, the uh, strength and conditioning coach, come up to me and he said. Mate, you need to buy some bigger shorts. And I was like, why? And he's like, because you've got Ninkovic in your back pocket. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. Yeah. So, and, good. Uh, <laughs> so it, good. It was good. It was good actually to see him come off, get subbed off at half time. So I think he's got steam. He had a bit of ice on his knee at the end of the game. So I'm not sure if it was just that or. You didn't yeah, kick him, did you? That game. <laughs> yeah. They did have that game midweek. So I think that might have taken out of him, especially you know, he's. Get a, got a bit of age on him now, so I think yeah, he needs a bit of resting. So yeah. <laughs> was that was that sort of like first half an hour? Was that always like a part of the game plan, just to go out really hard, see if we can get a couple of goals, and then you know sort of have a bit of match management sort of after that, or did it sort of all go to plan? Yeah. Or yeah, well I think during our um, trial games and stuff like that, we actually were starting off pretty slow, like we we're under a bit of pressure and stuff like that. So I think. We've switched that around the last few weeks and we've just been trying to come out hard and press them hard and making those first few tackles like big challenges just to get into the game. So I think that was a good start, really good start by us and that was our game plan to get off to a good start and then we can just at home in front of the home fans just yeah, keep going and that's what we did. So yeah, no, I think it was really good. As you know, good starts really win games. So yeah. Excellent. Well, Harry, it has been an absolute pleasure chatting to you this afternoon on the Coast Football Ramble, mate. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, this Arvo to have a chat and uh, look forward to seeing you go around again this Saturday. <laughs> no, thanks heaps for having me, guys. It's been a really good chat with you and hopefully I'll be back on again soon. Yeah, that'll be Absolutely, excellent, mate. mate. You're welcome anytime. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, mate. Legends. Thanks heaps, guys. See you, mate. Thanks, Harry. Yes, it is that time of the week where we answer your questions and we have had quite a few of them flying in this week across the socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and the ccmfans.net forum, of course. Let's kick it off with Scotty McGee on Facebook. What a freaking game. How was the atmosphere? Is anyone else rock hard over our Orenya Moresh partnership? Also, Harry Steele. Yes. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yes and yes. Yes to all of that. All of the above, yeah. And it was it was it was a nice little atmosphere for the sixth K were there. I'll tell you what, from um from the sports press <laughs> box, um, even with the door shut, like towards the tail end of the game, last sort of 10, 15 minutes, all we could hear yeah. was base sixteen. Yeah. In spite of the big subtlety that was blowing through <laughs> that would generally push all the noise away. Yeah. It, it, it comes through loud and clear. It but was what I would call a perfect night for a liga. Uh, <laughs> on a Sunday evening. Sunset, clouds, blue sky. It was beautiful. No rain because it's felt like it's rained for the last month here on the coast. So. Yeah, it was nice to finally get to a game where it wasn't flogging Thank down. God. All of the uh, Instagram opportunities with the sunset yeah. as well. Yeah. Very, mm, it, was very, it was very nice to be home, that's for sure. There's Picturesque. no place like home. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, Karen Boyce, Mama Boyce. Mama uh, Boyce. She says that she met Harry Steele's dad on the way back from Mudgee. Uh, he was very proud that his son was on the bench that day, even though he didn't get to play. He said that Harry was very happy to wait for his opportunity. Well, guess what, Mr. Steele? Your son has taken that opportunity and shown us all that he has a great future in football ahead of him. Maybe even maybe even jumped Maxi Ballard. I'd, you know, I, I would have thought maybe... Maxi had that spot um, sort of sewed down a little bit. And I think Harry, with his performances, you know, off the bench against Newcastle, really shored things up. Uh, Off the bench against Wellington, which was obviously the result didn't go away that day, but I thought he still played well. Probably men of the match for us against MacArthur, I thought. Definitely. Um, Even though, again, the result didn't go our way that day. Um, And then here again on the weekend, very good. So really, really impressed with him. Ditto. (laughs) Johnny Needham. Johnny says, "I love Johnny's questions. Love- just, uh, it's like a, it's just like a story in itself. It's great." Ne- Johnny Needham needs his own segment, hundred um, percent. 
Well, given our luck with injuries and games recently, last week my question was going to be, who from the Mariners is getting shifty with the wife of someone who owns a voodoo doll? (laughs) (laughs) But that seems irrelevant now. Can anyone say Fortress, lads? Can you say Fortress? Fortress. Fortress Blue Tongue. There we go. Uh, Fortress Blue Tongue. (laughs) (laughs) Thoughts on Miller starting and Rue coming on at the end. Uh, Seems like Miller tiring the opposition with his strength for 60 to 70 minutes and Rue taking advantage of that for the last 20 to 30 is a decent tactic. Yeah, I'm down. I I, I thought Miller was a lot better than Storm has been in the last couple of games. So I'm I'm happy happy to stay with that. Yeah, like we said, pace and power. Pace and power. Lewis's only challenge is to find the consistency because mm. there is a good footballer in there. He's got all the attributes uh, to be a very good footballer. Um, yeah, just needs to be consistent now. Also, Johnny has suggested that Nizzy needs his own song. Uh, Johnny's thinking something along the lines of uh, Devo's Whip It. <laughs> Does anyone want to sing this? <laughs> I, you're the singer. You have the voice. <laughs> I have a voice. <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics would be, when a problem comes along, we've we got, got Nizzy. Nizzy. <laughs> when something's going wrong, wrong we got Nizzy. <laughs> we yeah, got it's good. Nizzy. It's good. It works for me. Nizzy um, good. Yeah. <laughs> we got Nizzy. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, yeah, Any bass players on. around in the coast that want to come to games? <laughs> I think Johnny might know a couple. Uh, Cameron Oxley, any word when Muller will be in action? Uh, I know the GOAT has a slip disc at the moment and is out for at least two months. Also, where's Dan Bauman? It says that he's still on the books. Uh, we need someone extra in the midfield. Uh, so Muller should, should be ready this weekend close, for about 15, yeah. 20 minutes maybe. Soon we're hearing. That's what we're hearing. So, mm. yeah. Dan Bauman, he's not still on the books. He has left. Someone is he? Is, is, it was never officially announced that he was gone. So no, that's why no. fans yeah. are still confused. About I think it. he might have had an opportunity elsewhere, which fell through. And I think even I think I tried to wiki him like last week because I think I feel like we get this question at least once a week. <laughs> yeah, we've had a few, <laughs> which is yeah. understandable considering nothing was announced. We um, had a missing persons report on. Obviously, <laughs> <laughs> I think when I tried to wiki him, nothing even come up about a new club or anything. So I don't know. If he's no, just yeah. Well, I mean, there was uh, rumors of him moving over to Indonesia with I think Persib. Uh, which never eventuated. Uh, shame. I mean, there's a good footballer there. I, f- I feel like so too. Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know where where he is or where it says that he's still on the books, but from everything we've seen, he's not. So, mm. And he's definitely not. He's, he's in the Dabney category. We don't know where he is. Yeah. <laughs> Stuck in quarantine somewhere. I understand Dabney got deported uh, recently, so... <laughs> Yeah, shame. Uh, Liam Kavanagh, was anyone else having flashbacks to the 7-2 after the start or was that just me? Uh, I think there were a few chants going up from base 16. We did, get a, we did get a We Want 7 chant going very, very quickly after the second goal. So it would have been absolutely amazing if we were able to get that many and really stick the knife in. But I was also pretty content with the way we sort of played out the game in the second half. Yeah. Well, we had the chance to Zanik. We had the Nisbet header, which, oh, I mean, the whole of Sydney's back line should have retired if Nisbet <laughs> were to score a header. It was a, a header. free header as well. Free and header what, from 10 yards out or whatever. I yeah. think I think Lewis might have put him off if you watched the replay. Lewis was near there. Yeah. Um, I think he might have maybe put him off. So, um, you know, that's four... Do we have enough chances to get to seven? I think Nizzy, Nizzy had I two know. other chances. Oh, Nizzy as well. had the one where Urenja slipped him through. Yep. Um, but the ball's maybe just a little bit long because Nisbet can never do wrong, so it's not not his fault. Yep. Um, <laughs> that's five. Yeah, we had a few chances in the yeah. in, that, in that half to if go every, in half time. If more every up. chance we had uh, went, went in, in. <laughs> we had a chance. Yep. Paul Hart uh, and Andrew Thurban both ask, have you guys ever thought of doing an RBTV or Arsenal Fans TV type media content for your listeners yet? I don't think anyone wants that. I assume Paul has seen <laughs> what came out. Has it only started today? The or RBTV. It, it's, it's been going been for a couple thing. of weeks yeah. now. Yeah. If you haven't seen it, is it, is it on YouTube? YouTube? I think. Go mm. on YouTube and look up RBTV and watch some of that. Don't watch it without headphones if you've got little kids around because yeah. <laughs> language warning, um, it's incredible. Uh, but I don't think we want to see that here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it's a fun idea to have when you're you know, four or five beers deep and yeah around with the lads at the, at we, the pub yeah. we, we did we're like, yeah. i mean we, we did the the yellow army pregame show once when we did brisbane yeah. away we did a, we did like a, a similar sort of thing at sydney away a number of years ago after fifty eight thousand beers and yeah, yeah i feel like that that sort of reaction stuff especially when you're not doing well like which we've seen with arsenal fan tv and all that yeah. sort of thing <laughs> don't get me started i know sorry um <laughs> 
and like we saw, like we do see now with the Wanderers, when they're not doing well, it just ends up with more people laughing at you yeah. more than anything. It's just about they're trying to get reactions. More opposition fans will watch and rather that's what than the actual team. Yeah, fans. like if yeah. we were to do that and we're doing well, it's not that. Interesting, is it? It's mm. only interesting when people start to blow up. Mm. <laughs> Mariners fan TV in like 2017 would have been... That would have been peak. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Keenan Jensen asks, uh, injury to Miller, how long is he out? Um, should be all right. I, I didn't hear anything about an injury. I think he should be all right for the weekend, but... Miller, oh, Miller's all good. He's fine. Yep, should yeah, be fine. That's all we heard. Yep. Uh, January 22nd game against uh, Victory. Venue is TBD. Still not sure about that one. I, Good yeah. question. Yeah, got to chase that one up. We'll get back to you. Uh, and do you guys see Noah Smith getting any game time soon just to avoid burning Jacob Farrell out? No. I think um, we were discussing this a little bit earlier. I think probably Noah is probably third in the pecking order, really, uh, for left back because um, people that haven't seen Hatchie play, that's where he played the majority of his time in the academy mm. at left back until Farrell came in sort of last season and Hatch moved up the field. So I think if we have to rest him or he gets injured, Hatch will go into left back um, and then Smith is probably there behind Hatch. So I think Noah's just a part of the squad depth at the moment until until we see otherwise. I, I feel as if he signed for us thinking he was going to be our starting left back and the emergence of Farrell 100%. has uh, outshone him very quickly and 100%. he's now fallen behind also, like Luke just said, Hatch as well. So... Yep. Unfortunate for him, but if you know if he wants the opportunities, he's probably going to have to impress more in training. I don't know how he's been training, but you know, I guess it's kind of hard to be third choice. But it's all about how you train, and he's stuck behind in the pecking order. So it's, up, it's up to him to do the work to force his way into the side. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, you're not going to drop Farrell just for the sake of it. If the uh, physio staff say that Faz needs a rest, and maybe we might see him come through, and then it will be up to him to make that spot his own. Does sending good. Uh, Banter questions, though, for the boys. Oh, so, love it. Noah, yes. I don't know if you'll hear this, but please keep it up. <laughs> we definitely missed it today. Uh, Dean Payne, what's it going to take to get one of the pod boys to dye their hair like the new king of the Mariners, Matthias Moresh? <laughs> so He's now, putting their hand up. I don't have enough hair left, I don't think. So. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like to admit that when I was uh, 16, 17, maybe, or something. Frosted tips. I'm 28 Emo now. Emo days. Yeah, I'm yep. 28 now, so it has to be... More than 10 years ago, oh. I rocked the frosted tips oh, yes. briefly. Yes. Um, they started frosted and then went kind of orange. <laughs> um, but I'm trying to think of a bet that we could do for this to maybe happen again just because I like pain. So <laughs> I don't know. Like, I feel like it can't be like if we win the league because that's maybe too far-fetched. Maybe like but yeah. if he has a 20-goal season. Someone will do it. Well, I was, I was, I was <laughs> going to say like something. Yeah, very. What's what's our goal score? What's the club's record number of goals scored per season? Well, it's Daniel McBreen with nineteen. No, no, like as a club, or, uh, oh, as a club as a whole. Oh. So I don't know the answer, and I don't think we all do off the top. Of as head, in the most goals collectively. Of most the goals collectively for the it, season. It would for have the been club. championship year, I would imagine. I would imagine. So like, because we maybe won seven and six two. Maybe season. could do something like if we score more. Like if, like if we score our most goals ever for a season or something. So what you're saying is if the Mariners score 48 or more goals this season, That's you will uh, get the Matthias Moresh hairstyle. Yep. It's a lot. Are we happy to lock it in? Like between the three of us or do we... Do we... I'm not doing it. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, not, not all three of us, but I'll do it. I'll take one for the team. Yeah. Um, yeah. If we do it... Uh, like, a lot of goals. Are we happy to lock it in or do we want to – Let's here's the suggestion and let's circle back to next week. <laughs> let's put a pin <laughs> yeah. in it and let's circle back. Let's put a pin in it. Um, Especially after we put six past Western Sydney this yeah. week. Oh, my God. <laughs> and then any, uh, any feedback from the listeners, we will confirm it and we will lock it in next week. Yeah? And then we need to get a photo. If it actually happens, we need to get a photo of you two together just to see how you did. True. <laughs> yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, And then maybe – I don't know. Maybe we, maybe we, we do something and try and raise some money for charity or something. I don't know. Yep. So that was the championship season. The most goals that we've actually scored in a season, I think, is 50. And that was the season that we finished second to Brisbane in 2010-11. Uh, but I'm going championship season. So we need to score two goals a game. <laughs> so it's really two goals a game. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's very tough. Right. I yeah. feel like it's a safe bet, but I'm a bit scared now. So... <laughs> <laughs> 
Mel Morrow has written in this week. She, she, it feels like she's setting us up perfectly for a Morrow's rant, and Erin's not with us today, so this is hardly <laughs> fair. Uh, Mel wants to know why the names on the back of the new Elite jerseys unable to be read, uh, feeling it's not worth the money. Uh, lucky the shirt is yellow because we were sold a lemon. Sounds like she's annoyed because Aaron spent money. Yeah. <laughs> Oof. Um, the budget was uh, was cracked with the, all the Mariners jerseys <laughs> yes. this season. No, I have not actually seen the jerseys, so I have no idea. From yeah. what I, from what I've seen, they were they were okay. But uh, let us get back to you on that when we actually well, get. Well, some, we do need a Morrow rant for every pod, so thank you, Mel. I feel yeah. like yeah, that, that needs that needs that covers it. Yeah, yeah, that needs Aaron's uh, special attention. <laughs> William Brown, is it true that Moresh is better than Neymar? Yes. Yes. Easy. Uh, Tobias Howell, what partnerships are you most impressed with and which ones would you like to see improve? Ooh, this this is a tough one for me now between our Latino uh, mm. front two mm-hmm. and the newish partnership of Steele and Bazanic. I'm caught up between those two. It's the Latinos up top for me. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, mm. I agree. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the Rolls and Dan Hall partnership improve. I was about to say the same yeah, thing. Yeah, I, I, th- I think probably most underrated player from the weekend was probably Kai. Mm. I thought he was brilliant. I thought he was great the last couple of games, to yeah. be honest. So, uh, And Alan Clout, is it me or has Bobo bulked up a bit? I don't remember him looking like a fridge. <laughs> <laughs> he looked solid. Well, I, I didn't see him because he was not in the game whatsoever on Sunday. <laughs> Quality, I didn't realise he was a magician like- because that was a great disappearing act. <laughs> <laughs> Bocked up as in like gone to the gym or had too many curries? I think yeah, the second one. Okay. <laughs> he um So he's been enjoying the Brazilian barbecue places around I Sydney. I did see uh Mick Komet actually posted somewhere that um the jerseys that Sydney were wearing were very unflattering. Uh which I agree with actually. They looked shit. Um yeah. and probably didn't help his his figure. <laughs> Speaking of unflattering, can we get a shirt that fits fucking Jacob? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's like he looks like he's wearing an XL. <laughs> he's wearing like the 90s rugby maybe league jerseys. Maybe there. that's by choice though. Like he is, you know, Long primo hair. surfer kid. Yeah. You he's know. wearing an XL. He needs an XS. <laughs> like what is happening there? The shirt's so big. I reckon that's by choice. That's <laughs> by choice. It suits him though. It yeah. suits him 100%. He's loving it. Across to the ccmfans.net forum, uh, Ancient Mariner has a couple of questions. Uh, have we heard anything about the stadium, the trust, and the recovery of Matty, Muller, and Tongyuk, and uh, Benny and Kololo as well? Firstly, to the stadium. No. No update. We haven't had me. Councillor meeting tonight as we record this, and that is on the agenda. Although so, it was about the master plan or something? Yeah, so it? we'll... Yeah. Probably have some more news on that one there tomorrow. So we'll hear more about it in 2023 with the way the council's going. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, I'll They'll have a meeting on. to call another meeting. Oh, it's always a way. Meetings to yeah. plan another meeting. Mm, yep. Love those. Uh, the Trust. We have been trying to get Mark Brogan on. We were hoping to get him uh, to, to get Mark Brogan from the uh, Central Coast Mariners Supporters Trust on last week. Unfortunately, uh, couldn't make it work. Uh, that was more us than, than uh, the Mark, of course. So hopefully we'll be catching up with him over the next few days. Uh, to give an update, there is, there, uh, de- there is definitely movement in that space. And on to the recovery of Matty Mulatongik and Benny and Kalolo. We sort of touched on that earlier. Uh, well, you mentioned Muller, so yeah. Muller should be good for a few minutes this weekend. We'll see how it plays out. RT might be out for the rest of the month, we're hearing. Yeah, I think we'll see Hawley up until Christmas and probably maybe then a little bit beyond. And I'm, I'm, I mean, if he keeps playing like he did on, like he did on the weekend, he'll cement his spot. Mm-hmm. And this is exactly what we spoke about the other week about how does Hawley work his way into the team and unfortunately we're on between like an injury and a little bit a little bit out of touch um when he has played um paulie's made his way into the team and we'll see him there for a bit it's gonna be hard to drop him if he keeps going the way he's going yep um Encololo, two weeks two weeks Two weeks. Simo for a little while yet. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Not not too sure when we'll see him. The other one that we haven't mentioned there is uh, Yaren Souza. Yaren is actually off for surgery uh, mm. this week, I think he said. That's a bummer. Mm, it is. Um, mm. So, of course, our best wishes going out to Yaren there. It's, yeah, pretty pretty nasty injury that hit. Horrible luck. Mm. Oh, you yeah. get your chance to play. Yeah, you make your debut, and it was it was it was in training too, wasn't it? When he so yeah, first aggravated something in training there, and then um, yeah, snapped on the weekend, and uh, it's because it off was the bone. Yeah, like it was it was weird in that McCarthy game because it was very like innocuous. 
when he did it. Mm. Like mm. I didn't even notice. And then I think the ball rolled through and he just sort of picked it up and then he went down because he obviously had done it previously mm. to the play. But Yeah, apparently um, he said that he, he felt it, like heard like the gunshot crack and ugh. yeah. Oh, yeah, not good. Yuck. Uh, so best wishes for, for a speedy recovery there. We may, we may see an injury replacement come in uh, in that space there. Ian Shand, why was a human torch denied a bank loan? Anyone? Where's my membership? (laughs) (laughs) Um, True Believer on the ccmfans.net forum. Now that Monty is manager, who is going to produce our next line of Wonder Kids? It is the name I have forgotten. Andrew um, Christensen, ex-Manly ex head coach. Manly, yeah. Yes. So I think he was he was Manly head coach, and I think he was Manly. Was he like director of football? TD, I think. TD, yeah. Um, is now the academy head coach. So I, and this it's a it's a good question because going into this season, obviously Monty's still our head coach. Will pretty much oversee everything. Obviously, he's had a lot of involvement in the academy in recent years. So as can um, and I'm sure under their guidance things will hopefully continue as they sort of have been but there's going to be a lot of change mm. in the academy in the upcoming season all with the coaching staff so many new players because a lot of the guys from the last sort of two seasons have now stepped up into mm-hmm. the first team like mm-hmm. it's, it's a good six or seven players <laughs> that are now consistently around the first team and either on scholarships on first team contracts mm. um, there's a lot of holes there that we need to fill um, so yeah, it's it's a it's a very good question. So I'm I'm pretty keen for the academy season to start just I'm to see so who we've got. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This ties nicely in with uh, Dobby's question. What's the latest on Quall's younger brothers? We did just pick up another one. Uh, so we've now got Garang and Tang Quall both signed for the Mariners Academy. Yeah. So Tang was that victory? Tang yeah. was at victory last season playing MPL three down in Victoria. Scored a wonder goal. I remember that he posted scored on, a bomb. His, on his. And he's really good. So he's a holding midfielder. Uh, yeah, which and apparently is a little bit different. <laughs> is, is the best of the three, uh, according to Allo. According to Allo, yeah. Mm. Uh, and Garang plays mostly as a, as a winger, um, quality player. Yeah. Yeah. And like, these, these, these are the sorts of things I think we'll see in the academy this season. So, like, we saw Garang a little bit last season, mainly in the 20s, in the made, 20s, a, made a couple yeah. of substitute appearances, I think. Mm. Excuse me, uh, for, the f- for the first team. Um, but I think we'll see the likes of them probably start uh, for the first team in the upcoming season. And that's those are the sort of gems that we're going to have to pick up now. Mm. So I'm so keen to see um, see how they go. Yep. LG and Sid Mariner on the forum ask, is Steve Corica just the shit Graham Arnold? Yes. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> forum Phoenix, can Nisbet become a consistent goal scorer? Uh, and please also endlessly discuss how well we played at the weekend. <laughs> I, I think, I think we, we covered that. Yep. <laughs> I, I feel as if Nizzy's only sort of weakness in his game is in front of goal. But do, do we need to just give him more time? Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's it's. I think that's the challenge that's been put to him by the coaching staff as well is you know to pop up with a few more goals. And he obviously did that. In the opening round against Newcastle, um, you know, probably had two good chances on the weekend, one of the header. Yeah. And then in the second half as well, Hatchie, I'm pretty sure it was Hatchie, put in a ball and Nizzy just couldn't get enough on it just to steer it home. So, um, I mean, that's the challenge for him is to pick up some more goals in his position. But, you know, for me, as long as, as, long as we're winning games and he's still playing well and he's still having the impact that he has, he doesn't necessarily need to score goals for me mm. but I'm obviously not a coach it's more so. of like a bonus if he scores goals I feel like us, that I yeah I feel like if, if he pops up with some goals he's just doing extra over to Twitter where Eddie asks Sydney FC are they contenders for the spoon with Bratton out or will they find form I don't think they'll be I don't think they'll get the spoon but I, I think they might be missing finals now it's still very early in the season to say that mm. yeah because it's there's still yeah four, remember four City lost the first four games of the season last season and then won the they won the grand final. So they also had a half-decent coach behind them. They did, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Schmack. Um, that's Forum a, that's the thing. mentions that. that yeah. The thing about yeah. this league is that if you win three or four in a row, suddenly you're back up near the top of the ladder. Yeah. So, I, don't, I, I don't think they'll get the spoon. It, it, it's They'll be mid-table-ish yeah. unless they do something drastic in January. So obviously 
If Corica goes, yeah, Bratton's out for the season, yeah. so they'll probably sign a replacement. Um, I think they'll spend big in January. To I be think they will too. Yeah. yeah. So come January, they could be very much changed. Mm. Or it could just completely fall apart, even worse. And, and I'm uh, here for it. <laughs> <laughs> look it to my veins. Of course, uh, Forum Phoenix mentions that Corica uh, didn't even want to look at Psychoadard uh, when he was presented to him originally and then opted to sign Babo over Marco Urania. Enough uh, said. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I think, yeah, he's definitely being found out. Yeah. And finally, Rising Sun on the forum asks or, or mentions that now that we have established beyond all reasonable doubt that Matty Simon is better than Messi. True. <laughs> uh, I think we need a new stock question for uh, for our guest interviews. His suggestion, or, or their suggestion rather, is uh, who has the better academy, Mariners <laughs> or Barcelona? <laughs> La, La, Ma, Marina. La, La Marina. La Marina. La Marina. Based on current form? <laughs> Marina. Yep. <laughs> I like that. I like that. If anyone else has got any suggestions, feel free to throw them this way. As uh, so yeah, we might need some uh, some new content for our new guests. It's uh, got to be like through. a also a Maresh or Neymar question as well. Oh yeah, that's we could, not we bad. Can we pose can that question. Yeah, I don't hate that actually. <laughs> How with a good idea? <laughs> <laughs> You're listening to the Coast Football Ramble Podcast. Look at this! Look at this! Look at it! 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 Of course, looking ahead to uh, to this weekend as we return to Fortress Blue Tongue Centrico Stadium, playing host uh, to that lot from down the road, the other lot from down the road. No, the other lot from down the road, Western Sydney Wanderers. Um, <laughs> the team from the West. No, the other team from the West. <laughs> Far southwest Newcastle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, fellas, uh, well, I mean, there's a a bit to say about this one, obviously. Carl Robinson under a lot of pressure there at the moment. Uh, The return of uh, Zygmunt Gordon to Central Coast Stadium (laughs) once again. Um, On the bench. I'm looking forward to this week. Yeah, he left to join some winners and, um, well, how's that playing out? I mean, who's the worst Sydney team at the moment? Sydney FC or West Sydney? Yeah. (laughs) It's a a tough... Good battle. Hockenolostos. Yeah, they're both as bad as each other you know for their own different reasons as well like Mm. it's the Sydney FC dynasty sort of coming to an end by the looks of things and the Wanderers one that never got started (laughs) so you're saying the the success has become north of Sydney yes so like they they it's I don't know. They're just they're just in a in a weird spot. They mm. they own a part of Newcastle because of this weird, stupid league and the way it's structured. <laughs> they stole the coach. Oh, sorry, he apparently left on his own terms, according to someone. But whatever. I like a good conspiracy theory. They stole the coach, stole a couple of players, and now Newcastle's seemingly good based on their four 0 win uh, on Friday night. Mm. Um, and the Wanderers are horrible. Carl mm. Robinson just wants to have fifty four midfielders in the team and not <laughs> play some weird formation. And it's just not working. It's no like, sort of clear identity, no sort of clear game no. plan or structure or anything. It's crazy. Um, it's actually hilarious watching Vince Rigari on, on Twitter. Um, and he, he rips in every chance oh, and I love it. Yeah, I it's, love it. it's beautiful. It's and like beautiful. you look at the lineup on the that they played on the weekend against MacArthur. That team on paper should be it's good on, very it's, good. It's good on but paper. But then in, in action, they're just not very good. Yeah. Adama Traore at left back. Reese Williams at centre back. At Katrumbus. Who's you know? Katrumbus at centre back is very bizarre to yeah. me. He seems more of a DM than yeah. a centre back. Aquilina at right back, who I rate, mm. or I did last season anyway. Um, Yugakovic and Antonis in the midfield. If if you hadn't watched the Wanderers, you wouldn't know Terry Antonis is in the A League oh, right I now. Totally forgot He's about completely it. Yeah. invisible, right? And Yugakovic at one stage for Newcastle in in a very bad Newcastle side was probably the best midfielder in the league in my yep. opinion, even though he was a yep. scummer at the time. But he was absolutely their best player easily. Um, they started James Troisi on the weekend, so he must have finally got bloody vaccinated. Um, also irrelevant. And then Ogawa, Petrados, and Abini up top. Like, God, Abini has fallen off a cliff. Abini has yeah. just gone, just like my microphone did. What happened then? <laughs> um, has just gone completely downhill. Dimi Petrados looks like he's had about 54 pies a day in the offseason. Oh, yeah. Um, can't hit the side of a bun door either. Just no good. No good for, and you know, I hate to say it because I don't like this sort of stuff, but a good Wanderers, they bring a big crowd, a good atmosphere, all that sort of stuff, right? They've got this new Fandangle Stadium, which is an awesome place for football. 
And like you, you look in the grandstands when they play at home now, and there's the RBB must be one eighth of what it used yeah, to be. Yeah, I'm wondering how many they're actually going to bring this weekend. There's there's not many of them there even when they play at home. And, and there's no excuse for the for the game as well. Saturday five o'clock. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, they, they they just look horrible right now. And you know they they had that loss to um, up here midweek in the cup last week, which is super hilarious. <laughs> Ziggy Gordon, hello, sir. Excuse me. Um, loses the ball in possession, then gets nutmegged, and then they score. It was the best 15 seconds that I had last week. Title of your sex tape. Um, that's what she said. Um, and then, so they had that loss, and you know, against Apia, who you know they're a decent side. But they 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 was they're in their off season. They played 120 minutes. I'm pretty sure the week before mm-hmm. like, a couple against weeks Tigers that. FC. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Our opponent next week. Yes. Um, Wanderers just had nothing, even against them. Mm. And then against MacArthur on the weekend, MacArthur were just cruising. Yeah. Easy 2 0 win. Oh, they barely got out of second gear. Yeah. Mm. Um, so, you know, I really, based on our performance on the weekend, I really, really like our chances. But. They are they, they are kind of our bogey side though. Mm. Behind Brisbane. Yes. In front of Brisbane. Sorry. Brisbane is our bogey side 100% mm. whenever we play them at home. But Wanderers at home, I, I off very much off the top of my head, I don't think we have the best record. But based on form, we should we should get We should. Points. We should. We right. absolutely should. Is it going to be another coach killing? We I hope so. We we have a good record of this. God, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I said this to someone on the weekend. Stadge is going to have a number of open jobs oh, to yes. apply for. He's going to have to go for Corica's, DMs Western Sydney. Loaded. Um, you know, maybe Brisbane, depending on how they go. <laughs> he's mm. going to have three or four roles that he can apply for. Mm. Mm. Um, yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, based on form, I'm going us 2-0 again. Josh? 3-0 Mariners. Mm. Peter? 3-1 Mariners. I'm going to split the difference there. That's Still fair. a two-goal victory, but we're going to score three. Yeah. One thing we probably should mention, Rodwell and Hamed... If they play, especially Rodwell, that's mm. the X factor. Rodwell has just looked a class above, mm. even considering his recent history. Whenever he has played, but this is the issue with him: it's whenever he has played. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right? if, if he plays, it, they they will be a lot harder to break down. Yeah, of course. I mean, Getting he's only on one man, but his quality. He has yeah. shown that he is quality in his in his little cameos so far. Yeah, and you know we've we've seen, um, you know, Hemed's goal scoring ability when he was at Wellington. Yeah. Um, and he's what's he popped up with one or two this season I think for the Wanderers so um, but in in playing in that formation in this sort of a side uh, I don't know like who's creating the goals for them but it's not Antonis <laughs> it's not Troisi Troisi's just trying to shoot from 30 yards out yeah it, it's not the 20 was it 16 Asian Cup or something that we won what was 15 it? 15 yeah that was his bloody highlight and it's just completely nosedived ever since mm, so mm. I don't know. The, they're they're in a very rough spot, and yeah, we if we get a result, Carl could very well be out the out, out the door. Yeah, I, I tipped him to be sacked by round twelve, but it might be a bit sooner. Yeah, mm, mm. I think if we rub it in like with a really comprehensive win, I think he might be gone the next morning. Yeah, so I sacked in the morning. That chair. night, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. midnight, you say? 11, 11 p.m. media release. A coach has never been sacked on the Central Coast after midnight. <laughs> Just like we never lost a grand final. <laughs> Leading no, exactly right. I'm going to stop you right there. Thank uh, you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're feeling pretty positive ahead of this weekend. Of course, get down to Central Coast Stadium. It is a 5:05 kickoff. Uh, off the top of my head, make sure you get to Carol's on the Friday night too. Of course, uh, if you are a Mariners member, free entry for that one there. If not, five bucks for adults. Kids go free. Uh, let's get a really big crowd down there this Saturday night and tear the roof off the stadium as we march on for another victory at Fortress Blue Tongue. So Saturday's looking like a fine sunny day, five o'clock kickoff. Everyone needs to get down there and enjoy some football and hopefully we uh, we get the get the chocolates. I like chocolate. That'll do mm. me. Absolutely. Well, that's it from us. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the Coast Football Ramble once again this week. It has been an absolute pleasure uh, invading your ear holes there. And uh, <laughs> like I said, get down there on Saturday. We'll see you all there. Until next time, it's love ya. See ya. The
position I'm sorry love, I'll have to turn you down Oh, we must be up to summer I've had no questions about it, so I don't know. Oh, fuck, it's one minute past. I'm so sorry, Harry. How now, brown cow? The arsonist had oddly shaped feet. <laughs> <clears throat> the human torch was denied a bank loan. Uh, she sells seashells by the seashore. To be sure, seashore, seashore. <laughs> Muted. <laughs> Out. <laughs> <clears throat> Hello. Hey, Harry. It's uh, Pete from the Coast Football Ramble, mate. How you doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you? Oh, living the dream, brother. Living the dream always well, mate. I've got uh, I've got Luke and Josh here in the studio with me. Say hi, Luke. Harry's stealing my heart. How you doing, man? <laughs> <laughs> hey, How are Harry. you guys? How you going? Good, brother. Yeah, good. I'm good, thanks. We'll uh, we'll get straight into it, mate. And um, yeah.